Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 77, and we are going to take a look at transgenderism and what God says about this. Now, I do understand I've been gone for a while. We kind of took a a hiatus. We kind of took a little bit of a break, a much needed break. And so, uh we are diving right back in and I got to thinking about, okay, what message do I want to do? And so I made a list of these different messages that I want to do, things that have been on my heart. You know, because I know that I can always go to the Bible, pull out a verse and talk about it, but sometimes we need to talk about what is going on in our world today. And so that way we can take a look at what is going on that is affecting our societies and then draw from God's holy word because it is good to read God's holy word to interpret it and also it's very important to believe in God's holy word because it is true God does not lie it's just that sometimes i think in our society especially here in the United States and i can't speak for other countries because i haven't lived in other countries yet but i will say this here in the United States right now it's like people just want to sweep things under the rug and not talk about it and not talk about things that are really important and things that need to be addressed especially the pros and the cons and you know in regards to transgenderism there is no pro to it there there are only cons it's actually very destructive to our society so this episode is definitely not for children i would say teeny boppers sure you know if they have a i would say if they understand um I was going to say if they've been through like a sex ed class, but even then I don't even really approve of that because I think that the the sex talk should be given to children by their parents. So, but anyway, uh my podcast uh, typically they're not for children, so I would prefer that if you are under the age of 18 and you're listening to this podcast, especially with topics like transgenderism and things like that, do get permission from your parents first. And again, this is going to be, you know, a very appropriate podcast, but Sometimes I don't really know what kids are being taught other than they're not being taught right especially in our public schools and in our society. And so sometimes it feels like we're walking on eggshells but you know on this show I just say it like it is and we speak God's truth because we believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit and we do not believe in socialism, we do not believe in communism, we do not believe in fascism, we do not believe in marxism. So being that we do not believe in those isms I just listed, this is why we focus on God's holy word because it is only within God's holy word that we have true freedom and that we understand who we are supposed to be in Christ Jesus and how to successfully and peacefully live our lives because yes there is going to be I would say some hardships throughout life maybe not even super hard. I think sometimes people I think it depends on your situation, like things that come your way, but you know, I look at it this way, turn that hardship into an easy life. And the way that you do that is you rely on God and you go to God for anything and everything because that is what he is there for. You know, sometimes Christians have this false narrative in their mind that they have believed that you can't go to God with anything or for anything because if you do that, then you're treating him like a genie. That's not true. Our heavenly father is our provider. So it is in fact a slap in his face when we don't go to him and talk to him about our problems and say, "Hey, this is what I need help with and I know you will provide for me." When we don't do that, it's a slap in his face and he thinks, "Okay, you know, I created you. Why aren't you allowing me to help you? I understand that you live in a fallen world and there is sin, but I am with you. I'm for you. I'm always with you. Come to me with anything and everything. I don't care if it's a broken pencil, a broken leg, or something even more serious than that. 
I can help you with anything and everything. That is what our Heavenly Father says and thinks, and we get that from His Holy Word.、Um, but for this episode, again, number 77, we are going to talk about transgenderism here. And so here's the thing with transgenderism. Nowhere in the Bible is there transgenderism, and transgenderism did not exist. I would say it didn't really come about until they started doing very strange medical procedures. I would say in the 1930s or 40s was when they started doing these、uh, sexual transition、uh, medical procedures, like operations. It started over in Europe. I would say predominantly in, I would say Germany, Switzerland. And、there was another country I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there were、um, some very disturbed doctors over there. And here's the thing: disturbed doctors are are a dime a dozen. So you need to be careful what kind of doctors you go to, even if it's just a GP or a cardiologist, whatever the case may be. You know, because I live here in Oklahoma, and what's really creepy about you know being here in Oklahoma, besides other things, is that we have so many foreign doctors here from foreign countries that do not believe in God. They hardly have any kind of religion whatsoever, and yet they don't always believe in people having the best outcome in their health. Like they love to give bad news, and you know it's one thing to want to diagnose someone, you know, to identify the problem. That way you can help them get better. But I meet doctor after doctor that doesn't always have the best intentions, and they don't always like a patient to get well for some stupid reason. And here's the thing: I used to never think that way. Until I got really sick, and I actually had to go see some doctors more so than usual, and it was very disturbing to me because I've noticed that when doctors don't believe in God and when they don't have a strong foundation in their faith, they are really screwed up people.、They're, I mean, they're just like a drug addict or a registered sex offender in a way. In that, if you're if you're not putting God first, what are you putting first? You're typically putting yourself first and whatever selfish lifestyle you want. So here's the thing. I'm not against doctors. I'm not against people making really good money. I wish everybody made really great money because then, you know, people would not try and rely on the government, and and they would not ever want to do socialism by any means. But here's the thing: you just need to be careful who you do business with, and your healthcare, it is your business. It may not be, you know, something equivalent to like a mom and pop shop. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that. You need to be careful who you open up to about your life, your privacy, and things of that nature. Because just because someone has a, a white lab coat on, doesn't mean that they're ethical, doesn't mean that they're moral, and it doesn't mean that they have empathy—not sympathy, but empathy. Empathy is a very rare characteristic these days. It seems to me, especially in the medical field. And for those that don't know what empathy is, empathy is where you can empathize with someone, like you can understand what someone is going through without. Having to go through it. Sympathy is—I can't stand sympathy. I think it's very similar to pity. It's—it's it's pathetic to me. To me, it's pathetic, and it doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't lift people up. It pushes them down. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You, you know, you lost your job. Wow. Are you going to be able to eat anything this month? Gosh, that sucks. That's sympathy, and that's also pity. Pity and sympathy are cousins, and they both suck. So I can't stand it when people have sympathy or pity for me in any way, shape, or form. I'm like, no, I don't want sympathy. I don't want pity. I want hope because I stand on my faith, and because I have faith, I have hope. And I only want to hear good things. Like, you know, here's the thing: I've noticed that whenever people have pity or sympathy for someone else, they're not actually helping that person. Like, for example, if someone found out you lost your job, you know, like for example, I just gave the you know the example of. 
you know, oh, I just heard you lost your job. Are you going to be able to eat this month? That's pathetic. What they should be saying is, do you need help with any groceries this month? I understand you just lost your job. See, there's action behind the supposedly saying I care. See, sympathy and pity, that doesn't mean that someone actually cares. It's just someone opening their mouth you know using useless words that don't really have any action behind them except that that they don't really think you have much to accomplish anymore that's been my experience so and it it sucks so that's why i can't stand sympathy or pity and so whenever people just kind of walk around you know using that fake sympathy and fake pity and stuff i don't associate with those people anymore i only associate with people that actually give a hoot as i say give a rat's ass but excuse my language I only associate with people that actually care and that actually mean what they say and say what they mean and they they are doers of the word. They they're not just these soul-sucking people that love to use natural resources but yet they're not there for you when you need help. You know what I mean? Come on those things. But anyway, getting back to transgenderism here because it kind of has a link here. See here's the thing. Before they were performing these really disturbing um sexualistic procedures, on adults not children okay you know back in the day before they started doing those things um transgenderism was unknown as a type of dysphoria i guess you could say like you know if you're female you're supposed to be female like you're supposed to think like a woman behave like a woman and be sexually attracted to men because that's how your body is supposed to be if you're born female if you're born male you're supposed to be male you're supposed to think male and mind you that that's a huge spectrum there okay so i'm not saying that guys are that are a little girly or gay or weird no there's all types of masculinity it's not always a lumberjack or paul bunyan something like that like there's so many different degrees to it just like within uh, being female you don't have to look like marilyn monroe to be female you know what i mean and you don't have to wear christian dior every day and have fake fingernails you know the uh, what's it called the french manicure in order to be considered female okay like there's so many different degrees to it where it gets murky is when you have people that are born a certain way that God wanted them to be and for some mental psychosis kind of reason or whatever they kind of have a i i i look at it as kind of like a little mini psychotic break with who they really are supposed to be and so then they want to switch over to something that they were not born to be they're not supposed to be but yet they find some crooked shady doctor that will perform some type of mutilation to their body to get them to change their sex and to help them change their sex and here's the thing that is not holy at all what i just described like what these doctors are doing what these patients want that are messed up in the head like it is a psychological disorder what is going on with these transgender people and it's very unfortunate And you know, my heart does go out to them and I pray for them because these are people that are very messed up in the head unfortunately and they need therapy. They probably need to see a psychiatrist because they need to be properly diagnosed. See, here's the thing. If they don't get the help they need for their mental issue, then it's really not going to matter what sex they are and how much mutilation is done to their body. They are still messed up in the head. So that is a big problem. Now just think about all, you know, what I just said with, you know, what happens with the procedure and how it is a it's a type of a psychotic break in the brain to break away from what God ordained you to be and what God wanted you to be and, you know, for you to be born a certain way. So here's the thing, and mind you, I'm kind of losing my voice in and out. It's kind of hard to talk a little bit because I'm getting over a cold, but I'm doing very well. 
you know, this is going to be short-lived in terms of this cold. But anyway, um, here's the thing. People, when they need help, they need help. They don't need someone to agree with the problem and enable the problem. They need someone to help them get the help that they need so that the problem gets handled and resolved so that way they can be who they are supposed to be. What people do not want to acknowledge, especially in the United States and in Europe, I can't speak for other countries outside of that, but what they do not want to acknowledge is that these doctors that are performing these procedures are very evil. And the reason why they're evil is because they are making millions of dollars off of people that are mentally disturbed and they are mutilating their body. Now for those that don't understand what happens when you when you transition in terms of transgenderism and you like do that whole procedure or whatever like the surgical procedure I'm not talking necessarily about the hormones although that is part of it because you know whenever they're changing sexes they have to permanently continue to take those hormones you know in order to force their body to be something that it is not see that tells you right there they're living a lie but yet they're seeking truth well you cannot find truth in a lie and so that's one reason why these doctors that perform these transgender operations To me they are very evil because first of all they're doing something very unholy and number two they're making money off of people that need mental help like they they need they need therapy. So, you know, used to way back in the day you could not have that type of procedure done unless it was cleared by like I don't know a psychiatrist, a psychologist, like a couple therapists like like it had to be cleared and then before that Those procedures were not allowed to be done at all because it was considered wrong. Isn't it interesting that decade after decade the devil has done everything that he can to go after our, you know, our bodies, whether male or female. And so that is a big problem because here's the thing. If transgenders would just read the Bible, they would find so much peace in their heart and they would realize that hey, it's not right to change what God gave you. And also I don't know if they're being told that when you undergo those procedures you're sterilized. Like if you're born female and you become male, you can't actually impregnate anyone because you don't have sperm. You were not born with sperm, you're born with eggs and vice versa. So it's not right to sterilize people like this. You know what's interesting is that Nazi Germany sterilized people. They sterilized, let's see it was um the mentally disabled well they also gassed them and killed them but anyway um they sterilized whoever they thought was a degenerate anyone whether homosexual mentally ill you know mentally retarded it, you know it started out as oh let us take these people you know out of your family let us take you know them off your hands so that way they're not a burden to you anymore see isn't it interesting how the devil uses medical science to fool people to think oh well you know i don't want to be burdened with this relative anymore why don't i just hand them off to the state and let the state handle it because they know more you know they have all these doctors here's the thing you can't trust the state and i'm not saying that you know i am a a conspiracy theory kind of person because i'm not i'm just saying that you need to trust god because you know, unfortunately people tend to trust government more than they do god and they trust doctors way more than they trust god that is what is so disturbing and so what i wish anyone that is thinking about transitioning their sex pump the brake and really question that 
because these doctors they don't love you they don't like you they're using you and they are going to mutilate your body under the knife like while you're under anesthesia and you're going under the knife they are doing something that is so horrific and graphic to the human body that god never intended for this stuff to happen never 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 what's interesting is that you know If you look at what all the Nazi party did to people, there are so many things that the Nazis did within the medical field that was just absolutely heinous. And some of those procedures are still being done today, but it's not in terms of like being at war with someone and torturing someone. It's just now they're using these procedures and people are paying for them. Isn't that disturbing? Like that is not the will of God. In fact, it is very unholy. So what's really sad is that you know we are you know we're, we are meeting more and more transgender individuals that are speaking out about how transgenderism is wrong and they wish that they had been told especially when they were teenagers or or when they were minors not to do these procedures because you need to wait till you are an adult and technically you know the the brain especially the frontal lobe of the brain is not fully developed until like age 25 So if the human brain is not fully developed until age 25, why is our sick society, this progressive liberal democrat society trying to force and encourage young people, minors to to get sex alteration procedures and change their sex? Like here's the thing, the the democratic left will say that, "Oh, well we value human rights, we value a woman's body." Well, here's the thing and that's in regards to abortion and here's the thing, the left doesn't care about people. If it did, it would not be for abortion and it would not be for any type of eugenics, which is what abortion is and that's what transgenderism is. But see, here's the thing, so many people fall for the lie that, you know, the Democratic Party says, "Oh, you know, we care more about people than Republicans." I don't even think so. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like, you know, we have So many people serving in these appointed positions in Washington D.C. they don't even want to acknowledge what a woman is or what a man is. And then they don't even really value the safety of people's children. But they are for changing their sex of these children. And that is so disturbing to me because these are minors. And like I was saying just a moment ago, more and more people that did those very graphic procedures or speaking out and saying I wish I had been told when I was like 13 or 14 years old that you know this is permanent it's very difficult to reverse any of it and I wish I had been told the truth we are seeing more and more of this on YouTube and in the news and I think it's so sad but you know, here's the thing sexuality is a very touchy subject and here here's why Your sexuality belongs to you as an individual. It does not belong to society. It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to your parents. It doesn't belong to the government. It belongs to you as an individual. And the reason why it is like that is because God created you in his image. He created you as an individual. He did not create you as just a blob of society. He did not create you as a collective. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize. So, being that we are born as individuals, our sexuality, our individual sexuality belongs to the individual just at that level, at an individual level. Here's the thing, the liberal left, 
is trying to say, oh, well, you know, we, we are inclusive and this is the culture that we propose. And, you know, it's the Republicans that are wrong. It's the Christians that are wrong. Here's the thing. It's the Christians and the Republicans. They are the ones that are fighting for people to be in charge of their body. But yet it's the liberal left that, that wants to have transgender kids. Like I remember in high school, I think I've said this before, there was only one kid in our class that was really weird. And here's the thing, he wasn't always weird. He was normal until like, I would say we were sophomores in high school. And then he started acting kind of gay. He got a piercing, I think, in his nose and in his ear. And then he bragged at lunchtime in the cafeteria that he had a Prince Albert piercing, which is where a guy gets a piercing on his you-know-what down there, which is a form of mutilation. And you know what? He, he, he was really disturbed in that he wanted, to show, he wanted to show people his Prince Albert piercing whenever these guys would go into the bathroom. It was really disturbing. Like he had... I don't know if something happened, but I think he had, you know, it's what I call kind of like a psychotic break, and maybe that's an extreme term, but he was normal one year, okay, and then the next year he was abnormal. And now he's like, you know, extremely gay and weird, and it's just really sad because he used to be a funny, normal guy. You always had like a kind of slightly twisted sense of humor, but we just thought it was funny because he had a different way of looking at things. See, here's the thing. If he had focused on what God wants for him in his life, God could have taken that twisted sense of humor that wasn't really a sense of humor. It was kind of a disturbed way of thinking, and God could have helped him to become a better man. See, because you have to remember that You know, being a freshman or sophomore in high school, you're still a minor. Like you're maybe 15 or 16 years of age, right? So you are a minor. Something was going on in that young man's life that changed his thinking. And then it's like he was a completely different individual. Oh, and he, he slowly became hateful towards women. Like he, w he was just horrible to this one girl. I remember her. I remember her name, but I can see her you know, in my mind. He was horrible to her. He made fun of her for being very developed and things like that. And it's like, wow, he just had this hatred for women. Whereas, you know, the year before, he didn't have that hatred. See, here's the thing. He should have gotten help. He should have gone to therapy. He should have been properly diagnosed. And he should have received the proper mental evaluation. But I guarantee you, he did not. Because now he's just a really strange homosexual man. And he was not homosexual for the first, I would say, 15 or 16 years of his life. He was extremely straight. And he wasn't hiding his gayness. Like, there was a change in him that was not right. He became a hateful, hateful person. And as a minor. So here's the thing. It's not appropriate to be hateful. It's not appropriate to be homosexual. And here's the thing. If something's not appropriate, it's also not holy. So being that we know it's not holy to be gay, it's not holy to be transgender, then why is our society embracing it like it's a great way to live? It's not. It's actually targeting minors. Like, you know, let, let me put it this way. If it's not appropriate for registered sex offenders to target children, then why is our government doing that? Why are the liberals and the progressives and the Democrats getting away with targeting minors and trying to get them to change their sex? 
Here's the thing. They'll say, oh, well, we're not targeting them. We just want to make them aware about their, their sexual options. Here's the thing. Your option is what you're born. Okay? You know what's really sad? Like, there's this one video I saw. It was, it was, it was a good video, but it was really sad in what this one person said. She said that, um, I guess her daughter, I think it was her daughter gave birth to their grandkid or whatever. And it was really disturbing because, um, the nurse, asked the parents if they actually wanted to identify the sex or just put fluid on it, it you know, just or whatever word they use now so as to not identify the sex of the child. And they're like, no, it's a boy. It's a boy. You need to put male on there. You need to put it's a boy. And the nurse at this hospital, a hospital, cause, so this is a medical professional, right? Not a doctor, but a medical professional, This nurse seemed a little agitated or irritated about it. And it's like, okay, so here we have people in the medical field that are putting pressure on parents to not even acknowledge what sex their children are born. Like, what's the point of getting an ultrasound to see what, what sex your child is if you're not even going to acknowledge what the sex of your child is when it's born? You know, what's the point of having a gender reveal party, which I think is extremely disturbing and weird, especially the way they do it now, What's the point of having a gender reveal party, you know, similar to like, I guess, a baby shower? What's the point of having that if when your child is born, you're not actually going to acknowledge the sex that it is born and that it is, it is supposed to be? It's either supposed to be male or female. And it is rare for there to be, you know, babies born with, with both sets of genitals. But here's the thing. They are called hermaphrodites. And, and you know, here's another thing. Usually there is one set of genitals that is more developed than the other. So typically that's what they will become. And usually the doctor, you know, the OBGYN or whoever says, hey, you know, your child was born with, with, with both types of genitalia. One is more developed. So this is what they're going to be. You know, if they have, you know, you know, more developed male genitals, then they are going to grow up producing more testosterone than estrogen. So they're going to be male. Our society these days makes it seem like, oh, it's fluid if you have both. No, it's not. Never has a hermaphrodite been born that has both fully developed male and female genitalia. Like they have eggs and sperm. That has never happened. That has never happened, but yet we have people that think, oh, well, if you're born that way, That it must mean you're gay and that you can, and that you have the option to select your sex. That's not true. Whatever is more developed, you know, in and outside of your body is what you are. And also your DNA will tell you that. Your DNA will tell you, you know, via chromosomes whether you are male or female. It's really simple, folks. But what's really sad is that the liberals and the progressives, they don't want people to actually know what sex they are. Well, why would someone want to do that? Manipulation and control. And also, you know, all this bad stuff comes straight out of the depths of hell. Like, I never thought that there would be confusion about what sex someone is. Never. I mean, we've always known about cross-dressers. Like, we just, I mean, those are people that just want attention. We knew that growing up. You know, it's mostly men dressing up as women. It's usually like a drag show or something. But, I mean, we knew that they had like a screw loose You know, again, they need mental help as well because that's not normal for a man to do that unless you're like on Broadway and you're performing something like that. It's totally different. But if that's your lifestyle, again, 
It goes directly against what you're born and what your DNA is and what your chromosomes are. So here's the thing. Anything outside of the will of God is not holy. Bottom line, if it's not from God, where is it coming from? It's coming from the pit of hell. And you know, for those that are listening to this, you know, especially California, you might be thinking, "Wow, so everything that's bad comes straight out of the depths of hell?" Hmm, yes. Yes. Because that is how the enemy works. I mean, look at it this way. When you read, well, technically the entire Bible, you know, promotes this and says it like it is that there's male and female, there is no transgender, but if you specifically look in the book of Exodus, uh, not Exodus, excuse me, Genesis, especially the first chapter, God created men and women, male and female, okay? That's it. That is it. There is no in between. There is no transitioning. So that's why I always say if you need to if you're confused and you need clarification about what to do in your life, read the Bible. Read the Bible. It is therapeutic. It is wisdom. It is enlightening and it's calming. I think what is so distressing for transgender individuals and again my heart goes out to them is that they are very much in a distressed state because they don't know what they are but they're trying to find truth but instead of going to God's holy word you know they're they're going to society you know they're going to society excuse me and saying accept me accept me love me love me society is not god society is very fickle I mean just I mean just look at what has happened you know I would say within the United States like decade after decade how society it's like it picks one demographic and just throws it under the bus and right now we have minors that are being thrown under the bus because the liberal left thinks that oh well if they're questioning their sexuality it must mean they're gay and they want to change their sex no everybody has questions about their body and their sexuality and if they are a minor they should not be getting those answers from a public school especially one that is preaching and teaching critical race theory. Children need to go to their parents for these things. They need clarification from their parents because children belong to their parents. Children do not belong to the government. See, what people may not realize is that, you know, the more power you give to the liberals and the democrats, especially in office like this, we are slowly becoming very socialist like France. I know I've mentioned this before but I'll mention again I'll close with this. France, they have a law over there that is just driving their citizens nuts where even if you are very wealthy, you and your husband or whatever, and you know let's say you you have a child um and you can stay home and be a homemaker, the fe- the not the federal government, the French government says even though you can afford to stay home and be a homemaker, you have to send your child to daycare it is nationalized institutionalized daycare so the moment your child is born in france the government over there does what it can to take your child away from you and start brainwashing it from the moment it's born now does that make sense not at all it's very evil it's very corrupt and here's the thing you know you might be thinking well they have all these cathedrals over there and and you know europe is still catholic what a joke First of all, Catholicism was a pretty big failure. <laughs> you know, it it's not really um the ideal religion. And I could say that cuz I've been Catholic and I got put through the ringer uh with Catholicism. I was like, I'm out of here. 
This is not where I need to be. You know, this is not the ghost of God. Are there some good people that are Catholics? Yes, there are good people in every religion, but I need to go where I can actually be close to God and really focus on the true nature of God and really walk with Jesus. And I felt so distant from God and so distant from Jesus because it was always shame and blame, shame and blame, shame and blame. I don't need that. Nobody does, right? So, needless to say, if you think that Europe is super spiritual or super religious, they're not. Here's the thing, a lot of the cathedrals in Europe, especially in France, are owned by the government. Why? Because so many Catholics, quote-unquote Catholics, and I use parentheses there or quotations or whatever. You know, these Catholics, they don't actually go to church hardly at all. They go once or twice a year, you know, they're you know, they're quote um what was it holy day of obligation that they have to go. It's like, look, if you view religion, if well, let me let me put it this way, if you view your relationship as, oh, I have to go, If that's how you view your relationship with God, you don't have a relationship. That's not even fellowship. Like you're you're not participating, you know, in your faith and in your relationship with God in the right manner. You're viewing it as, "Oh, I have to be here." I mean, a lot of these Catholics, they they view going to mass as like serving a prison sentence. It's like, "Well, if you don't like going to church, change churches." Go to a church that you can actually enjoy and where you actually feel alive and where you know that you're saved, you know, I would say by the blood of the lamb. I'm trying not to stutter because my voice is going in and out. You know, you need to go where you know that God loves you. I never really felt loved in the Catholic Church. I tried it. I gave it a whirl with a twirl and that was pretty much all I could take a little, a little over a decade. I was like I felt called to become Catholic so I did it and you know what's interesting is that when I converted to Catholicism I didn't ask God if I should do that I just did it on my own I felt called I just felt this emotional pull well just because something is emotional doesn't mean it's factual and it doesn't mean it's spiritual and it doesn't mean that's from God so what I was saying was was that you know Europe is very socialist because you know I would say the majority of Europeans don't practice any faith whatsoever not unless they get hit with a bomb or something or like a terrorist attack. Then it's oh, 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 we need to go to church. You know, you know, we need to hear the bells. You know, and, and we need to burn some incense. Oh, Jesus, we need you. Now you need him? <coughs> Excuse me. You know, a relationship with God isn't just when bad things happen. See cuz if you have a strong relationship with God and you have fellowship with him, then when funky stuff happens or bad stuff happens, Yes, it's still going to be upsetting, but it's not going to deter you and it's probably not going to shock you. Because we know that we live in a fallen world, the devil loves to do what he can to to be awful to us. And so, when you're already aware of that, you're stronger in your faith. Europe is very weak in its faith. That's why it's socialist. That's why Europe is such a failure. I mean, here's the thing. You know, I've noticed that whenever people move from the United States and go to Europe, they very quickly lose their faith but when people from europe move to america they typically quickly find their faith what does that tell you it tells you that faith matters and that you need to believe in the goodness of god and transgenderism is not from god it's from the pit of hell you know, we were made in the image of god being that we were made in the image of god It is not our job or our responsibility to change our sex. If anything, that violates the covenant we have with God. 
It's also a slap in his face. It's, it's saying, hey, I don't need you. I don't need you at all. I'm going to be whatever sex I want. I don't care if you like it or not. And here's what's really sad. A lot of transgender people do not believe in God. And one of the biggest reasons why they don't believe in God <coughs> me, is because they have put government, political agendas, and medical science above God. And because they put that above God, that has become their God. That is why they are miserable. That is why they're sexually confused. And that's why they are not living a blessed life. And here's the thing. They have every right to be living a blessed life. And they should be living a blessed life. But here's the thing. If you believe a lie and you live a lie, you cannot and will not have the truth in your life. It just won't happen. So by all means, live the truth. Turn away from anything that is not from God. Because if you don't turn away from things that are not from God, eventually you will become it and you will embrace it. And that is not holy and that is not good. I will go ahead and end this podcast, but as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye. Waves transform.